Worship the living God. Let's worship him. Give him the glory. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Give him the glory. Let me hear your voice. Blessing his name. The almighty God. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The one that came down to save us from our sins. To redeem us from the power of darkness. Let's bless his name. Worship him. Exalt his name. Blessed be your name, Lord. Thank you, Lord Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worship. Commit the message at this, hand, at this time into God's hand. Ask the Lord to minister unto you. That you have come to the house of the Lord today. You don't want to go back the same way. You have sung beautiful songs before his presence. Lord, feed me with your word. Let your word impart my life. Let your word have effect over my life. Let me go home with the blessings that is inside the word of God. In addition to every other aspect of worship today, Father, Lord God, let heaven be open over me and let your word impact my life. Let faith arise in me. Let faith arise in me. Let faith arise in me. Let your word impart me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray this hour. Breathe upon your word. Let your power come down at this moment. Let the glory of God overshadow everyone. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, let your word come expressly from the throne. In the name of Jesus Christ, let every heart be open to receive the word, the engrafted word of God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord Father. We return all the glory to you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. God bless you. Be seated. And Merry Christmas to every one of us. It's a good time to be in God's presence. The Lord has helped us from the beginning of the year till this moment, and we are here again celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ who came to earth to be able to redeem us. We thank God for another great year. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We go straight to God's word. When God created man, he made him in his own image so that he will be exactly like God on earth and be able to control the earth that God has placed him. And that's why God says, when he created Adam, he says, I have dominion over everything that is upon the earth. But of course, man failed. Man failed, man sinned, he fell from that position of glory. But God had plan B. And that plan B is to show that God, God's agenda must be fulfilled. God cannot embark on a project and say it's not, it's, it, it can't work, let me go back. That can't be God. So he had a plan B. And the plan B that God had is the one that will silence the enemy forever and that man will still be in the position he wanted him to be. So that's why 
he looked at every way that that thing, that purpose of God to make man to have dominion will still come to be by sending his only begotten son. Sending an angel will not make it. Creating another man will not make it. The only way that God will be able to fulfill his agenda is to leave his throne and come down to this earth and show to the devil that man that I have created can have dominion over everything that I have made. So he sent Jesus down from heaven and repositioned man so that man can have the glory and the honor by which he has made him. That's why the psalmist says, what is man that thou hast visited him? And the son of man, for thou hast crowned him with glory and honor. Glory to God. And that's why we are talking this morning. Heaven came down. Heaven came down. Tell your neighbor, heaven came down. Heaven came down. In this season, is the season that we must always remember that it's not one child that is special that was born and be like us. And, at, and because of the wickedness of men, they killed him and he died. That mentality should be corrected. What happened was that God came down. He took the form of a man. And he showed to us that as a man, this is what I want you to be. God came down from heaven. And that's why when he died, he must rise again. He rose again because his soul will not see corruption. It's not made like man. He says, for thou hast made from dust and to dust shall thou return. Jesus that came from heaven was not made of dust. He is God. He is God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Prophecies, prophecies had come hundreds of years before he arrived. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, the Bible tells us of the kind of prophecy that came. It said, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Nothing can thwart it. Nothing can stop it. His government is an everlasting one. In Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, they said that a virgin shall give birth to a child and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And Matthew 123 confirmed what that Emmanuel is. says, God with us. So, God came down to be with us so that he might be able to make us to be what he wanted us to be. Now, but all of these prophecies, as many of them, Micah 5, 2, making them to say that the Bethlehem is there, it is in that place that something great is going to happen. A virgin shall give birth to a child. But with all of these prophecies, the eyes of the Jews were blind. The Israelites, they could not understand. How can a virgin have a child? They just 
feel that those prophets, they, those Isaiah people, they just like talking things above the head of somebody. So they could not comprehend it until the time that it was fulfilled. At the time it was fulfilled, God has mapped out everything to ensure that Joseph and Mary will find no other place but a manger. Whether Augustus Caesar has to make announcement that there should be censor, whether everybody has to crowd the hotel that Joseph will not get his space, all of those things, God has mapped them out. Otherwise, the shepherd will not be able to get to where Joseph is. Glory to God. So God mapped everything out. And the king, Herod, could not understand until the wise men came from the east, from another country to Jerusalem, and were asking the people, where is he that is born the king of the Jews? Because we have seen his stars, and we followed it down to this place. God led them to Jerusalem so that Herod would be able to hear, so that Herod would be able to understand because understanding has been, has been killed in the hearts of men. So when Herod had it, that there's one king born somewhere, he called the chief priests. Matthew chapter 2, you can look at it there from verses 1 to 12. He called the chief priests and he called uh, the scribes and he told them, he said, where is, where is this thing going to happen? Where is it written in the scripture, in the books of the prophets? And they told him that that child must be born in Bethlehem. He told the wise men, go, when you have seen the child, come back and tell me. Come and tell me that we are the child so that I can also go and worship him. Lie. A liar. Walking with the devil. So the wise men made him to know that there is the king that has come down from heaven. Like Paul would say, our gospel is not hidden. It is known. For those who want to hear, if it is hidden from anyone, it is because they have been blindfolded by the gods of this world. That was exactly what happened to the people of old, to the, to the errors and his, and his cohorts, because they, will not, they cannot understand those prophecies. So those prophecies were there. The one that came, came to be able to show us that the, the purpose of God must be fulfilled here on earth. And that's why they said he came from heaven. His name shall be called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. His name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. He came from heaven. Those prophecies make it, made it clear to us that God's purpose must be fulfilled here on earth. That's why Jesus Christ taught us in, the, in, the, in, the, in his uh, uh, prayers that he taught the disciples. He says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 10, he says, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in heart as it is in heaven. So the will of God, the same way it's operating in heaven, that is the way God proposes to operate on the heart. So at the birth of Jesus Christ, heaven came down. Heaven came down. In Luke chapter 2, we read this morning, we saw his arrival when he was born, accompanied with heavenly entourage coming down to announce that the birth of a savior has happened. The birth of a savior has happened. In Luke chapter 2 verse 9, he said, 
and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. That's to the shepherd. They came to the shepherd, and the glory of God shone round about them, and they were so afraid. Verse 10 says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be, not to the Jews, to all people, to all people. He says, and this shall be the sign. And as he was saying that, the Bible says, the host of heaven also joined in the same thing, saying in verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth. Give me verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill toward men. His arrival was loudly announced so that everyone will know that God has descended though. It has come to this earth. It's not a secret thing. Jesus came down from heaven. And that's why he also declared by himself in John chapter 3 verse 13, he said that no man has ascended to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the son of man which is in heaven. So he's in heaven. The son of, the son of God came down from heaven. The Bible says in John chapter 1 that we read, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 14 says, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That word became flesh. That word that was God was made flesh. He came down to put on flesh like you and I. And he dwelt amongst us. No wonder in John chapter 3 verse 31, the Bible says, He that cometh from above is above all. And he that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. But he that cometh from heaven, the one that came from heaven, is above all. Friends, I'm announcing to us in this season why we celebrate the Christmas of the year 2023 that Jesus left his throne at the time he came to this earth so that he can come and make, make, make us to, to take back our position. And that he did for the whole mankind. And that's why he said as many as received him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. So connecting to those things is what makes you to partake of what Christ has come to do. I will briefly share with us some of the blessings that was delivered to us because he was born to this earth. I will give us some of them. We are familiar with all of them. But in a season like this, we remind ourselves so that we are, we are giving ourselves assurance of why we call ourselves believers, why we call ourselves Christians. And we are not just religious people. He didn't come to start a church. He didn't come to be another prophet. He's not in the class of Moses or Elijah. He is the son of God. Amen, somebody. Number one, the Bible says in that Luke chapter 2 verse 9, when the angel visited them, it says the glory of the Lord shone round about them. The arrival of Jesus was brought down the glory to the people. The glory of God came down 
as the angel came with the announcement. And that glory never returned because he left it for us. I pray for someone. The glory of the Lord will always shine around you. It will shine in your life. It will shine in your, in your place of work. It will shine in your business and in your family. On your part, the glory of God will shine for you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In verse 10 of that Luke chapter 2, the Bible says, I bring you good tidings of great joy. It's not just a good tidings. Not good tidings of joy. Good tidings of great joy. That is something spectacular. Something not normal. Something above the, the normal one. Something that is beyond the reasoning. God brought down good news beyond the comprehension of man. Someone will enter into that season now in the name of Jesus Christ. Your season of celebration will not cease henceforth because of what Christ has done in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It will be a lasting joy full of testimonies in your mouth as you celebrate the Christmas of this year. With this message you are hearing now, everything will change concerning you in the name of Jesus Christ. Number three. Salvation was delivered to man. Salvation was delivered to man. At his birth, that was the beginning of God fulfilling his plan B, which the enemy could not do anything about. The Bible says in verse 11 of that Luke chapter 2, he said, unto you is born this day. This day. It was that same day that Christ was born that the angel visited those, those shepherds. It was the same day the angel was there. It is born, that child was born to you this day in the city of David. Who was born? A savior. The one that has come to deliver man. Forget about every other thing that you see Christ has done as he was growing up like us. Being a carpenter's son. Making them to understand that a man created by God can fulfill all those things and do all those things. At 12, they could not understand how he was speaking and discussing with the lawyers, those who have gone to study, and they have read everything, and he was discussing with them, and they could not understand. He said, what wisdom is this by which he's speaking? A 12-year-old Jesus the Savior came. He said he came unto his own, and his own received him not. John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. So it's not that he came for the Jews. He says, but as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. And that's why he said in Matthew 1, 21, his name shall be called Jesus. Because he has come to save the people from their sins. The Savior was born. The Savior was born. One day, John was announcing, John the Baptist was announcing the arrival of Jesus in John chapter 1, verse 29. He saw him as the Savior that has come to lay down his life. He said, the next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and seeth, behold, the Lamb, John 1, 29, 
Behold, the Lamb of God, the one that takes away the sin of the world. Not the sin of the Jews. It came for the entire world. It came for the entire world as the Savior. Jesus came as the Lamb of God to deliver us from the power of sin. Number four, his birth brought to us peace and goodwill. His birth brought to us peace and goodwill. In, John, in Luke chapter 2 verse 14, he says that the angel announcing and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. His arrival brought peace and goodwill. Goodwill means God's favor. What will make men or human beings to be able to appreciate what God can do? And that is the favor of God. Peace was brought down. No wonder Isaiah 9 says, one of his names says, he shall be called the Prince of Peace. And his government will carry on with peace. So he brought down peace and goodwill for you and I. So heaven came down with peace for his people. He came down so that we can have that peace. And he never returned with that peace. He left it here for us. Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 27, he says, peace I live with you. So he didn't go with it. Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Because in the world there will be tribulation, there will be trouble, there will be things that will make people to be afraid. He said, let not your heart be troubled. I have brought peace. I deliver it to you. Receive that peace. I pray for somebody, anyone that has a trouble soul, receive the peace of God now in the mighty name of Jesus. He brought peace. That peace belongs to us. You must not allow anything to take that peace from you. It's part of the goodwill. That is part of the favor that God has released to his people. So get connected to Jesus by, experience, by surrendering your life to him so that you can experience those peace. Get connected to him. Give him a chance in your life. Let him direct the affairs of your life. Surrender your life to him if you have not. If you have been playing church, stop playing church. Stop playing religion. Because it's the son of God that came down. It's not just one prophet, not just one somebody that, or just good to just be a Christian. It's not just good to just be a church member. It is good to be a follower of Jesus. Surrender your life to him. It's the only way to God. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way, therefore, to partake of those things that he has brought is to be, to ensure that you surrender your life to him so that you will be your Lord and your Savior. Number five, when heaven came down on earth, he made God to become our father. The Bible says, one of his names, Isaiah 9, 6, he said, the everlasting father. The everlasting father. That is loaded. That, said, that word alone is loaded. The everlasting father. In other words, it's not a father like my father that is dead. 
It's not a father that you shift position. It's the one that you can look onto at any time, at all times, throughout your lifetime and in eternity. Is the everlasting father. And if he's the everlasting father, it means always there for you to be able to receive from him. That's the problem that the Israelites could not understand. Even though from the Old Testament, God has revealed himself as their father. For example, in, in Exodus chapter 4, verse 20 or so, Exodus chapter 4, verse 22, verse 22, Verse 22, he says, And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. In other words, God saw Israel. He, he took him. He made this his own people. But he, he changed it in this place. He said, Israel is my son, my firstborn. Meaning that he took responsibility to be the father of Israel. But Israel didn't understand it. They didn't know it. They just saw themselves as the people of God. Until you align yourself to see God as your father, you might not be able to enjoy what the father provides. In Isaiah chapter 63, verse 16, Isaiah 63, verse 16, the Bible says, Doubtless thou art our father. After they've gone astray and they are repenting and they are calling on God, he says, Doubtless thou art our father. Do Abraham be ignorant of us and Israel acknowledge us not? Thou, O Lord, art our Father, our Redeemer. Thy name is from everlasting. It was right there in the prophetic days. So how come then? Jesus, God, uh, the scripture also said, I have said, I, uh, Psalm 82, verse 6, I have said, ye are gods and all of you are the children of the Most High. If you are children, it means Most High is your Father. How come then that they were embittered against Jesus when he came on earth, saying that, as I hear my father, so I speak. They wanted to stone him. They said that he made himself equal with God, calling God his father. <laughs> the same Jews, the same people, the same people that God said, they are my, they are my son. The same people that God said, all of you are the children of the Most High. They are now embittered against the Son of God, the real Son of God, the one that left the throne. I announce to you once again, God is our everlasting Father. So you can always call on Him. Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy anytime we call on Him. Number six, He brought us into light. He brought us into light. Glory to God. John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, he says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Verse 9 says, verse 9 says, he said, That was the true light that lighted every man that comes into this world. He brought us light. And that's why when we are talking of our eyes of understanding being enlightened, we must always have understanding of these scriptures. That the light 
that Christ brought, embedded in his life, he said in him was life, and the life was the light of men. That was the true light that lighted the world, that lighted every man that comes into this world. Meaning that it is the light of Jesus by which you can walk successfully on this earth. It is by his light that you can dominate everything that God wanted you to dominate. It is by his light that you are being repositioned to have glory and honor. It is by his light that you'll be able to achieve the destiny that God has set before you. He gave us light. In him was light. Jesus Christ said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. John chapter 9 verse 5. So you are brought into this light because he is the light of the world. Let me add one more before I round off. When Christ was born, he came down as the mighty God. That's why nothing was able to contend with him and succeed. Nothing. Every attempt they made, everything failed. Everything failed. To the last point of when they were to crucify him, he says, you can do nothing of yourself. I have the power to lay down my life. I have the power to take it. So he surrendered himself to, him, to them because he must die for you and I for us to receive salvation. Is the mighty God. One of the names in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 is that he is the mighty God. What does that mean? The mighty God there is loaded. God is the mighty one in battle. Fighting all your battles for you. God is the one that defends you against all the wiles of the wicked ones. Is our mighty God. Say to your neighbor, God is the mighty God. Is the mighty God is a mighty man in battle. He fights our battles. He stands for you as Emmanuel. God with us. When God is with you, nothing can be against you. If God be for us, says the scriptures, who can be against us? So, God is a mighty God. And if God is a mighty God, then irrespective of the difficulty you might be facing, all of them will be brought down this day in the name of Jesus Christ. Because you have a mighty God, whatever is looking at you at the, at, on the high and trying to make itself equal against you, against your progress, I command in the mighty name of Jesus, let them crumble now in the name of Jesus Christ. Our mighty God is the one that gives us the victory. And that is why you need to always align with him. How do you align with him? You align with him by believing in what he has said. By knowing that your faith in him is what draws virtues from him. All the power, all the mightiness of Jesus on earth, everything received from him was by faith. He said, be it unto you according to your faith. God is powerful, omnipotent, all-powerful. But it takes your faith, it takes my faith to draw virtues from him. And that's why he said that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. It is not an empty faith. It is faith 
in the power of God. It is faith in the God that is mighty. It is faith in God that you know can do everything and anything. It's, the Bible says, is there anything to add for God to do? Nothing, nothing, nothing. And that was the God that came down to have to be our Savior. The message to you in this season, therefore, is that Jesus brought to us all the virtues and all the values of the kingdom of God for us to operate here on earth so that you and I can partake of the blessings that God has for his children. Heaven has come down, friends. Heaven has come down in the person of Jesus Christ long years ago, thousands of years ago. So whatever the devil wants to do against you, resist the power of the enemy. Have understanding of Isaiah 9, 6, of the name of Jesus listed for us there as your backbone. The son has been given. It was not just a child that was born. The son has been given. And the son has authority of everything. Friends, that is what God has delivered to us on a day that Christ was born. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? Put your hands together for Jesus as we rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet. The message is over. Let's rise on our feet and give glory to God. Lift up your hand and worship him. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. He has done good to us. Heaven has come down. Pray one prayer. Just one prayer for yourself. The heaven that came down to them on, those, on that day that Christ came to this earth. Lord, and the announcement of great joy met the people. Lord, let me be a partaker of that great joy radiating in my life, radiating in my family, radiating in every part of my life. The great joy that was delivered, I received from it now. Pray for yourself now. Pray for yourself now. Pray Mazika Leba Sheka. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's pray for Professor Okunuga. Bible says he shall give his angel charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Let us pray that God will give his angels charge over him to keep him in, him in all his ways. Let's pray that no evil shall befall him, neither will any plague come near his dwelling. Let's pray that the glory of the Lord will shine round about him. That in his life, he will continue to enjoy the peace of God. Let's pray that the name of the Lord will continue to be sweet in his life in the name of Jesus. Ask for yourself at this season that no evil shall befall you. Neither will any plague come near your dwelling. Evil doesn't go to sleep. Wickedness doesn't go to sleep. But this season, the angels of the Lord will encamp round about us in the name of Jesus. The Lord will preserve our going out and our coming in. The Lord will show forth concerning us. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will be our portion in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we have come to say thank you. Thank you for your word that has come to us. Thank you because it has brought light to every darkness and every dark area of our lives. Thank you because your angels 
will compass about us, round about us all the days of our lives in the name of Jesus. We pray for our preacher today that heaven will respond to him as he calls in the name of Jesus. That the name of the Lord will continue to be sweet on his lips in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you because you have heard us. Thank you because you will hear us. Thank you because we shall return with thanksgiving. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.